Hi, this is Maddie. This is Martha, and welcome to the Not a Millennial podcast. Um, <laughs> oh, we yeah, are bye. back with better sound, so hopefully you, you guys will tune in much easier. Exactly, we have microphones. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, professional microphones, professional podcast microphones. Exactly. <laughs> We've gone up higher in the world, uh, as yeah. it were. So, um, today, I think you will see from the title, uh, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about feminism in its flop era. <clears throat> yeah. So, you know, this is a common saying on Twitter. I mean, not common, I've only found like two <laughs> things about it. But like, we talk about feminism being in its flop era. We had like the first, second and third waves. And then there was a weird fourth wave that no one really understood. Mm-hmm which was going in it. And in each of them, obviously, black women have never been that included. I mean, right now, with the fourth one, was supposed to be intersectional yeah. feminism. For you guys who are not caught up to feminism, we are not going to explain what it is, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> so just go no, you have to go check out the Spark Notes yeah. <laughs> and then come back to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we always say, that's another thing with this flop era. People are not reading. <laughs> so yeah, the fourth one was intersectional, but like white women took it as if it's intersectional within themselves in a very strange way. And right now we are seeing a very bad regression. So where do you think it came, it started, or do you think it's just like an online thing? Yeah, it's. Um, I think it's an interesting conversation that we've been having mm-hmm. where even before we were like, okay, yeah, feminism is flopping right now. I think there was times that, you know, we would see stuff and we would just send to each other and be like, what are the girls doing? Yeah. Do you know? And I think maybe that's where we should start. Like, immediately you started getting that weird vibe, like, I don't understand what's going on. Yeah. And for me, also, I feel like, okay, definitely this conversation is super online-based, <laughs> not yeah. necessarily um, here where we are, like, in person, but... Mm. We'll get into also how feminism is flopping in person. That's different. But definitely online, I would say, for me, it's TikTok. I feel like everything that comes from that app, like genuinely, there's maybe one or two people there that make sense. But generally, I think what's going on there, the trends that come from TikTok are... I think they come from a good place, but especially the ones that I see targeted towards black women like us, which are... You know, this femininity stuff. Um, I know you were speaking about the cottage core. I haven't seen so much of it, but yeah. I've seen people talking about that. And I think a lot of it is very conservative. Mm-hmm. And so naturally, if something is... If the girls are now moving towards conservative values, not that there's something wrong with them generally, but where you're feeling like you need to, in order to be feminine and to be a woman, you need to strip yourself of these progressive things that have advanced women, then we're regressing, right? So to me, I would say that's where it starts. I don't know what you think. Mm, Where did it start for me? I don't know if it really started on TikTok for me because I really ignored that app for a while. Mm. But that app has been popular for quite a while, like when it was mostly military people on that app. And then it was military. taken over. Yeah, I remember when those funny, oh, yeah. <laughs> weird ass videos. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> then Gen Z's took over it. And now speaking of not being a millennial and being in the middle of Gen Z's and millennials. Mm. So it's kind of like, you know, people always say Gen Z's are doing good uh, things right now in terms of being progressive and things. But like when I see things like um, you now people are talking about how we should uh take care of men's feelings which is not i mean in general that's not a bad thing to say but like women have taken care of men's feelings for so long i feel like we should give them the context for that um <laughs> okay talking about cottage core specifically okay this is just a different thing but it's mainly to do with aesthetics and um how women present I'm themselves so that we can we can describe to them what cottage core okay is. yeah let's not just be saying anything <laughs> It says, cottagecore is a fashion aesthetic popularized by teenagers and young adults celebrating an idealized rural life, traditionally based on rural English and European life. It was developed throughout the 2010s and was first named cottagecore on Tumblr in 2018. Oh, yeah. You know, actually, it's the Tumblr girls who came up with these things. And I was watching a video about Lana Del Rey. And she's also responsible for a lot of the things we're seeing. Yeah. This flop era, I think we can blame it oh, no. on Lana Del Rey. Oh, I used to love her. Remember like when you were on Tumblr those days, like 2014, 2015? Mm-hmm. It was all like sad girl aesthetic. Yes. It was all her yes. like 40s vibes, vintage vibes. Yes. Mm. And mm-hmm. her aesthetic changed to be this all-American girl mm-hmm. who is like very taking care of her man very southern girl i remember she used to get a lot of criticism for her like lolita image as Mm -hmm, well mm -hmm. you know because it was always younger girl Mm -hmm. much older guy type situation Mm -hmm. and i can say maybe on the white side that's where it started but us we usually just see content that's directed to us as black women so i would say i don't know i've seen it on twitter as well like the other day I was seeing a tweet on how you have to let men be men. But you know, the thing is, that idea is not an old thing. We have always seen it. Yeah. But now it's becoming even more louder. And um, the rise of femininity coaches, you know, the opposite of a Kevin Samuels is now... Yeah, it's well to think that like... Because I, I feel like many people might not understand, but there's actually femininity coaches. Like you see, I think Kevin Samuels was very popular because maybe men consume that content more. Actually, women yeah. tuned in because yeah. he was talking about dating and somehow yeah. women always like that content. Remember this pastor that people are now clowning, Pastor Mike? He, he became very viral because he was talking about dating topics. Yeah. Is he the guy for Hillsong? Not Hillsong. Um, he has his own church, not Elevation. He has his own, he has his own. Oh, okay. I don't think I know him. But it's like, you could say it's an offshoot of those. Yeah. I mean, these days, Americans think, uh, there are a lot of uh, these religious people, like they create things which for targeted to young people, you know. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So for you, that's where you think it started? This whole dating thing and acting like, or... Because actually, if you trace it back, the root of all this is this like obsession with the dating and like dissecting dating yeah. and all that. Like th- that's where all of this comes from. And that constant modifying your behavior in order to catch a man. <laughs> yo, <Secure> man. <laughs> yo, like it, and it's always secure, secure, secure. Right? I saw this. There was this thread about when uh, who got divorced. Was it Jason Momoa and his and um, mm-hmm. the Kravitz woman? 
Lisa Bonet, yeah? So they got divorced and this gave me the whole thread, like, you don't want to be out there because <laughs> out there right now is tough. And it is, like, right now, yeah, the, the dating scene is a ghetto. The ghetto, I mean, we're not here to talk about da- dating, but... Um, Let's talk about dating. But it's, <laughs> it's become very transactional out there so that now people are even having to coach each other on how to catch human beings, like, for a human interaction. Yeah. But no, actually, it's really interesting because when you think about it, like, obviously, I've not done, like, psychology or sociology or anything like that, but there must be a reason why people really, like, gravitate towards that content the way that we are, like, to the point that it's now, you know, even, not to digress too much, but, you know, the recent... um, shootings in the state Mm -hmm. and a lot of these people these mass shooters are like incels you know people who are really deep in their manosphere Mm -hmm. misogynist they hate women and every time i see someone trying to understand these issues it always somehow comes back to this person felt you know they didn't have value they were you know not able to date or you know and i'm just like this whole dating question it's having such huge ramifications outside of just the home and you know interactions between two people and so i don't know i think it's like someone needs to get to the root of why dating is such a hot topic at the moment it's even good you brought in incel and all that because that is actually where the that is actually we can point to that as the flop era mm-hmm. because things are becoming very scary now like yeah. You know, these men or whoever, I don't know, I've not seen the opposite of it. I'm very, it's, I mean, it's very unfortunate, but like you can't do what about Zim on this particular thing mm-hmm. unless you give an, uh, an example, which I haven't seen yet. But like even in Kenya here, where somebody is like coming two hours from, I don't know, out of Nairobi to Nairobi. No, was it Meru to Nairobi, that story where he came and, you know, killed the girl and she had returned his money. I think she was even somewhere in Western. She was in some university. Was yeah. it that one where he then killed her outside the university? I don't quite remember. But he traveled some type he of distance to go and kill that girl. And she had returned his money. And also, you know, those incels, they kind of feel like um, very entitled to women. And they're like, they want to control, but they also don't want to 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 see you in real life. It's like mm-hmm. they would, they prefer the idea of you or the idea of that. Like, just, um, okay, we'll get to Ambahad, but there was something I saw in relation to that. And even this, you remember when the webcam girls were, you know, and the only fan girl, only fans girls were yeah. a thing, yeah? yeah? And men were very angry that they have to pay for that thing. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. You know, so it's becoming, we're seeing real life consequences of people coming and shooting up, you know, or coming to attack, uh, you know, yeah, a group of women for, you know. Yeah, like, obviously, you know, what I mentioned in terms of the mass shooters, that's general. It, it's not necessarily always targeted to women, but we did also see, you know, an increase in gender-based violence. And wow. I think I also did see someone making the, the call. Yeah, during the pandemic. Check out our episode on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was also, um, I think I saw a, um, a thread on Twitter where this lady was talking about the correlation between mass shooters and misogyny and they always harm women first Mm -hmm. like before they 
show the big side, you know, when they do the big thing. There's always a woman they have hurt in the past, you know. And so I think also as a society, like the neglect we have towards women and violence towards women can also encourage this behavior. Mm -hmm. Like when it's women getting hurt, nobody really cares. Mm -hmm. Then it, you know, it grows. It grows from there. So anyway, we were talking about feminism. Yeah, so when you're talking about its flop era, I think it's also led a lot by women, which is a very strange thing to me because always we will have opposition from men. That is to be expected because when we need, when we need to grow, we will go through a rough patch, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. But I mean, and we've always met resistance from men at every turn of, of anything that needs to be changed. But now look at the things that are being removed, like Roe and Wade is being removed and we are seeing what else was there that was the I saw another the other on the TL that a, a woman who just gave birth was being forced to do jury duty. Yeah, I saw that as well. Yeah. And um there was not not just let's talk I closer think. to home. Okay, what about Madaraka Day and apparently um you know our president's speech where he spoke of you know, single parent homes and they need to keep the Kenyan family together. Hey, let's not go in yeah. on his family, but he's <laughs> not the one who should be talking like that. Yeah, but like, yeah, closer to home. It's this like general attack on women and mothers. And in the same country yeah. when we have very high rates of femicide, you shouldn't be saying that. And and where Which he has actually never addressed. He has, but he it was child, was it teen pregnancy? And I don't know, it, it always comes back to the... I don't know why we are still not calling those teen pregnancies rape of girls. Talk about it. <laughs> no, for real. Like, These are children, they cannot consent. They cannot consent to sex. So what are you saying, teen pregnancies, instead of us talking about teen rapes? Because yeah. that's what they are. Yeah, because who are they? The, the, are those fathers also teenagers? They need to show us... Unlikely, unlikely, you know? unlikely. Yeah, but just to be clear, honestly, I feel like if, you know, it's teenagers having sex, I feel like then we need that sex education and whatever to go on in schools. But most times I think you find very young girls pregnant. Most times it's not young boys that are the fathers. Hmm. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Damn. There's no, like, that's just, it's just rape, you know, and... That's a different conversation. Yeah, but <laughs> let's take it back to where we are. Let's let's talk about some fun things because when you're saying flop era, it's a, on a very light note. Yeah, actually, it was. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Let's. Um, I think. Okay, what brought us to this flop era issue was obviously the dump him, dump him feminism. Please just <laughs> just such dump him feminism, and you'll see a very dumb thing being treated like. <laughs> So now we shouldn't pe- tell people, tell women to dump somebody who's treating them badly because that will affect men's feelings in general. I'm sorry, but it was such a trivialization of like <laughs> such important issues. Like nobody just wakes up and tells their friends, go and dump your boyfriend. Yeah. Like, first of all, let's, in my experience, especially like at the age I'm at now, maybe when I was younger, like when I was a teenager or whatever, now I'm even reluctant, even in a situation where I feel like, oh, my friend is not in the best situation, which is not often, thank God. Um, but even when it's that, 
from experience, I'm very cautious. Like my first instinct is never to tell someone, oh, you need to dump him. Like, because in a way that even isolates your friend. Because your friend, at that time, maybe they're like in love or whatever, blah, blah, blah. They don't even, they don't need you to tell them to break up with that person. They need you to help them work through the situation. And obviously I'll speak for my friendships. I don't know where that girl who started saying dumping feminism, I don't know her friends. But from speaking for my friendships, that is not something that occurs often, you know? By the time people are getting to the place where they're like, you need to leave this dude, it has gotten abusive in some way, shape, yeah, or form. Yeah. It's never over some bullshit, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... I think also the person who was tweeting was talking from a very online perspective, like, oh, we are just seeing somebody explain their situation from afar. But people and are joking online. Like, we'll joke. Like, someone will be like, dump him, ha, ha, ha. Now we are dumping feminists. But you know, there's a, there are times someone will uh, explain something that doesn't look right and you'll be like, no, that's a red flag, run. But yeah. okay, on one hand, we can be like, okay, we don't know the whole situation. On the other hand, that is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's showing very classic signs of abuse mm-hmm. or mistreatment. And you need to go, like those AITA, am I an asshole, ready threads, farm. Yeah, You're going to, come on now. Come on now. So now we need to... Because I'm telling you, if men are treated wrongly, they will run first sight. I mean, okay, there are men who've been manipulated and stuff like that, which exist. But, like, men will always leave. So now we can't tell women to leave. (laughs) No, you lot are too funny. You are too funny. And it's like y'all are helping to actively regress the things. Now, when we look at now this, can we now move on to public opinion? How public opinion has shifted about a lot of things. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, we can talk about Me Too, the Me Too movement, yeah, and how everybody was behind women. And if a man even tried to talk. (laughs) Like, shut up. (laughs) Cancelled. Nobody was trying to hear it. Hey, you're like, get out of here. Where did you come from? Who asked for your opinion? <laughs> no, that era was so funny, yeah. yeah. And then we even had the creation of Times Up. Do you know Times Up? I think actually they've not posted anything since December last year. No, those people were... My girl Lupita was there front and center in Times Up. <laughs> those people were they were ops. I don't I don't think they were um, they were for the people. You know, and then you know when you when people create a movement like that is we've seen it before. We've seen it even with Nini, this uh, cops are bastards thing. Now mm. people will come and start at uh, coming it down at you. You exactly. people shouldn't be. See, that's what men were doing. Then we were kicking them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's, I feel like, okay, if you're speaking on the Me Too issue, I think, I think, okay, for some people, this Amber Heard situation is when people are like, oh, I think you know, we're seeing a backlash to me too. But to me, um, and I was having this conversation with someone also before, and to me, I think me too actually never took off. It was killed very early on, Mm -hmm. you know? And to me, I think things like those times up were a very big part of it. Getting a bunch of women to be Mm -hmm. like, oh, the issue is being looked at, the issue is being resolved. You know, it's like, what is that saying of like, you can't, dismantle the master's house you know with the master's Ooh, talk that that's some audrey lord shit right there yeah that is what it is and i think anybody should always be cautious mm. at any time when people inside any institution or any 
the people in power tell you we are going to fix the situation it is not in their interest that's why you remember the nigerian thing they refuse that at you going to send a leader Mm-mm. it will always be to palisade you you know think of it anywhere even if it's like in your university or in your organization whatever it is whenever they say oh come together and work with the institution mm. it's like come to hr we talk about well let's talk about alchemist i have just <laughs> <laughs> no cuz actually that is something that has happened recently recently mm-hmm. where this guy who i'm not going to give the background cuz i feel like you probably already know mm-hmm. but the guy who posted the video where it was very apparent that alchemist was having two lines mm-hmm. one line for non blacks like indians and whites and then one line for black people and obviously caused uproar blah 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 alchemist was shut down for a f- investigation for a few days was this yesterday or two days ago or something yeah, yeah, yeah. recently alchemist puts out a statement but it's not even, okay it was posted by on alchemist's accounts mm. but the statement is written by the person the guy who released the video oh, and he's no in the statement he's saying i went into talks with alchemists um they are very inclusive and like whatever um establishment i apologize i had mistaken i misinterpreted like basically it was sounding like this guy was under duress of to course. basically retract that the fact that you know and to be honest the guy didn't really say much he just he posted a video you know i think it's other people who put context on this yeah he was made to basically retract and say oh we formed we went into a committee a round table with alchemists what are you going into a round table with an establishment that instructs its bodyguards to keep separate segregated lines what are, what is going to come of that round table what is going to come of it the result was someone was even saying you're calling coerced. us to a podcast yeah the result was this guy being coerced and made to basically just reiterate he was basically giving like a pr um shouted to alchemists and calling them so inclusive wow 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 amazing no discrimination nothing to see here let's go back so yeah that just ties into my point of i'm always very wary whenever something is supposed to be done or any type of change or action is supposed to come and you're looking at the people who are in power in that institution to then make the change it will never happen yeah yeah like <sighs> fam i love bell hooks and i love her writing but that book of g will will to change mm. the one she wrote for men to read Yeah. the one that every man who has to look into feminism starts from i think that did a lot of damage like really? also like i i think when bell hooks was alive and even now when she died like there were things i agreed with and there were things that she was just of her time and yeah. should have stayed there mm-hmm. and they were like i don't know me i don't know you know the way we try and explain and explain and explain things to white people and yeah. it never works yeah. i've reached a point with men i'm very sorry if you guys don't like it <laughs> that's how i move yeah <laughs> the girls that get it get it the ones that don't do but like the thing is yeah i think um there's a lot of placating that goes around and people don't want to be attacked trust me 
as the way I am, I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are, there are tweets I have deleted because of how imperfect they were. I'm sure there are conversations I've had privately that were a bit questionable. Mm-hmm. And there are things I've, I've had, even in my workplace, that are, or in my previous workplace, that are like off and I'm like, hmm, okay, but I let it slide because I'm not here to be fighting you, you know? Yeah. Um, but when it comes to like listening to self-proclaimed, <laughs> remember Slum Flower? <laughs> Slum Flower was this girl on Twitter, yeah. She used to tell us that he, she was snagging men left and right, yes, white men. And then when she posting like what's it called? There were these screenshots, and yeah. <laughs> she was getting five pounds from them. So that was supposed yeah, to be. Imagine five pounds is like five hundred. Is it five hundred? Yeah, the least. (laughs) (laughs) Like, is that the the new feminism? Is that now how we are catching men? Uh, Actually, let me be honest. Feminism has had multiple flop eras, and I think one of them was the one was that time when, which was it? The sex positivity movement. And oh, okay, talk about it. Yeah, let's let's talk about it. I don't think it was a mistake as a whole because Mm -hmm. it was needed especially for some of us who grew up in very conservative you know upbringings the kenyan girls will relate you know Mm -hmm. some of these things were really important for us to see coming up right but there was a point it went too far and i think around the time when we were now being told it's feminist to you know be trying to finesse men and you know using not how should I phrase it in a way that makes sense? But is it like the casual sex thing, like just go and? No, it's like the slum flower thing where it was like, oh, you're such a like boss feminist because you girl boss. You are girl boss because you're, <laughs> you're, you know, you've you've taken back the power in terms of sex and you're now using it to enrich yourself, which. Shout out to you if it's what you want to do. But I think the fact that that was being promoted to such young girls, because me, I remember the time I was coming across some of this content, I was quite young. I was 17, 18, 19. Luckily, you know, thank God for my own upbringing, I was not victim to such things. But I think a lot of what we're seeing with the only fans and the rise of that with really younger girls is the fact that they were exposed to that. Like they've been convinced that actually what you're doing is very empowering to you as a woman, which it can be in a situation where, you know, you are in need of money and this is a way that you can make money. I'm not necessarily... Let's talk about making money because... (laughs) I'm not against it, you know, cost of living it. Because a lot of feminists, like, are between... And, you know, we'll be wrong and you guys can come for us, but, like, we... You know, this thing is, yeah... me personally you can't be saying i don't dream of labor you can you can't be saying this type of labor is exploitative mm-hmm. etc you know other types of traditional labor and then now i think you're about to make such a good point hey when we come here to where sex is involved now we can't talk about labor honestly because please there is exploitation in every form of labor there's no labor that's perfect i'm sorry oh my god you're preaching you're preaching <laughs> No, because why is it that actually people who would like, you know, let's start with that saying of like 
because I think where they always try to get people is when they're like, sex work is work. And okay. I'm like, okay. 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 So you understand that it's labor. And you understand that most labor is exploited in this world. Mm-hmm. But when someone but tells you, when someone, when someone tells you you're being exploited, they're anti-feminists and anti-sex workers. How does that work? <laughs> make it make sense. <laughs> make it make sense. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh because my gosh. Like, what is that saying? There's no ethical um, nini and a, a capitalism? Consumption. Bas. Sasa, yeah. how does that work? Like, yeah. how do we have both? And maybe we are sounding ignorant, kidogo, but like... I don't think we're sounding ignorant. I think it just labor should apply everywhere. Like, yes. if we're talking about exploitation, let it apply everywhere. I feel like people should be very Don't careful. Encourage one to young women, making it seem like this is the most empowering thing you can do. Yeah. There's no exploitation, you're in control. Yeah. You're, you're being exploited as well, yeah. you know? Let's just go back to the, the, the sex positive things and the liberation things, yeah? yeah. I think, um, let me just be very careful. Sex workers like choose that path because they 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 want to get something out of it and they and they get you know paid and things like that. So now you you're coming to tell us not not you as a sex worker but now any random person is coming to tell us mm-hmm. at or okay in defense of sex workers when people say at so you just get a prostitute why do you have to cheat like you know, blah 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 which is I mean don't say that because now you are expecting them to be abused in their line of work mm-hmm. because now you shouldn't abuse somebody who's not but the thing is when you talk about these transactional things these transactional type of relationships yeah. and you're expecting an ordinary woman to just give out what sex workers would provide mm-hmm. In a sense, that's like now that five pounds you're you're getting from a white man, <laughs> <laughs> and you're saying that you you've caught this man, eh? Oh gosh! You know, like, are you not embarrassed? <laughs> but on the other side, let's be honest about sex work. Like, it's also exploitative, and I don't know. There's no. I don't think there'll be a perfect world. Um, okay, well, maybe we might get there. The socialists say we might get there, but like, I don't think there's mm. a there's a perfect world in which patriarchy does not exist in labor. It exists even in our line of work, which you do, which is very corporate and very, you know. You will be shocked, even wh- where it, it exists even more, and it's even more exploitative, you know. Yeah. And uh, I don't think anyone of us is is. Um, we're not under the illusion that yes. we are not being exploited, actually. Yes, exactly. We are not under that illusion. Exactly. That's the difference. Yes. We wouldn't sit here and be like, yeah, actually, like, we are very autonomous and this is... And I'm not saying that sex workers don't know that. They obviously know that. That's why they're always fighting for their rights. But, like, girl, <laughs> all of us don't want to be exploited in that way at all. Yeah. You know, all women want to live in a society where we can be free and we can, like, do anything we want without repercussions exactly and kind of like repercussions that come from patriarchy you know <laughs> so i was talking uh, i was just thinking about this and uh, i also think another point where we started going back is choice feminism mm-hmm. and choice feminism is very popular in africa what he i take cook for him i clean his things well i understand there are some people who've been brought up like that but I think choice feminism is a particular choice, and people need to be honest about this. Mm-hmm. You are 
choosing this thing only eh? why is it the choice doesn't go the other way yeah like why can't you choose freedom as well <laughs> <laughs> no because yeah. me honestly me i'm a very um i'm very big on um paying people for their labor one thing i'm always advocating for is people make sure that they get as even if you're a stay at home mom mm-hmm. i mean it can work for stay at home does me i don't know but like i'm always like people should be paid with their worth i'm, I'm i don't like that thing of double work that yeah. women do yeah. at you're going home you're working at home you're working in the in the public sphere in the private sphere you're, you're doing very you know i like those uh, couple i saw that they've now been married for a long time yeah. and what the woman did she told the man when they were first starting out that like we are going to do this if i'm going to be uh, this housewife here yeah. i will do monday friday uh, no monday was it monday to thursday friday you take me out mm-hmm. weekends you don't bother me yeah you know i'm resting i'm yes. this is my off days yes. and now when uh, not to get too legal but like when you go to court and be like this is the agreement you had yeah. and let's say we are divorcing and like they need to now pay you for the contributions you did because maybe you didn't own the house and i can say okay to require na hii agreement so this is how i, I don't know to be fair actually in in law um non monetary contributions to the home are always considered mm. especially in terms of women mm-hmm. um they are usually they are taken into account mm-hmm. especially if you are the you know the homemaker you know you you did everything mm-hmm. you take care of the kids mm-hmm. you wash you do what you cook those are contributions to the home and in the event of divorce they are always considered but i think generally as a society we don't consider those contributions yeah. you know you'll be like oh she's just a housewife yeah. but that house doesn't function without her yeah which is why i wonder you know, what your choice feminists are doing it's 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 work it's yeah. work either way you know it's mm-hmm. not you would pay somebody to do that work yeah. so when it's somebody who's married now it's suddenly not working anymore all of a sudden it's just duty oh yeah you know that's why i do not understand that cho- like i don't understand it but you know actually while we're on this topic of choice feminism i feel like i want to bring in the aspect of like this generational divide and generational differences that we have with some older women or women that came before us you know our moms our aunties and all that where you know a lot of us grew up with our the women in our lives doing doing it all they went to work they came home they cooked they did that they did everything mm-hmm. like they were all round Where and no one is blaming them no one is blaming them it's what they had to do that was yeah. their situation and yeah. you know i think obviously in terms of us going forward what we want is that we want to build on that you know yeah. we want to want it to be better but i was also having this conversation with some other people and we were talking about how our generation we don't want to do it all yeah we do not we don't dream of labor hashtag no. facts for real like we do not want to be okay let me not say we let me speak for myself yeah, actually i <laughs> i don't want to do it all yeah i i know that i've known it for a long time you know if god blesses me and i was to have kids at some point i i'm not interested in working till six o'clock to come home and start making dinner mm-hmm. and making sure these people are you know they've showered 
that I need to be, first of all, I need to pick them from school. I need to be dropping them. You need to be doing what? To me, I'm just like, that's not happening, boy. <laughs> it's one or the other. Like, I feel like, unless, you know, for us, we need partners who will be literally partners. Mm-hmm. If you're in the house, you're the one who needs to be washing. If you know me, I'm not going to be home. Mm-hmm. You can't eat and leave the stuff in the sink. Mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. If you reach home before me, if you reach home, mm-hmm. if you reach home before me, mm-hmm. why can't you cook? Will you die? Will you Ask die? them again. Ask them again. You know, like, so to me, I'm not saying that what we want is women don't work anymore. Women don't do anything in the house. But to me, I just feel like where we need to be moving towards is partnership. This idea of superwoman. Oh my God, my mom did this. My mom broke her back. Not me. Be- no, because we won't die early doing those things. Yeah. Some of our mothers and aunties have high blood pressure yeah. right now. Please, yeah. don't, don't say that it didn't stem from some of these things. Okay, they are happy, but come on, women live happier lives alone. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's not get into yeah, that. Full will call us bitter <laughs> and we'll end up alone. <laughs> no, you can't scare us with that. Anyway, yeah. um, Talk about that that kitchen thing. I even saw on, on Kenyan Twitter at you at um at you, we have reached a point where someone can't even nini at you. I don't know, it was just about washing plate and then this man came and quoted the like so you can't just go and wash that plate. Then some the, the replies are like Wani, that that plate can't be washed tomorrow. Excuse me. Excuse me. A plate. This is the thing. It's just like laziness. Like, and anyway, I know we have some male listeners, so this one's for you. Like, shots. (laughs) Pew, pew, pew. No, No, I feel like there's actually like laziness is encouraged sometimes Mm. in the boy child in the African home. Sometimes you guys have never had to really do much. Mm. So I understand when you now go out on your own, you might struggle actually. Because at home, nobody ever made you do anything. So you're coming out into the real world. You don't want to wash your plates. You don't want to wash your clothes. You don't want to do anything. You know? I told you how <laughs> these people don't even pack lunch. Hmm? <laughs> they have to eat out. Every day eating out. Huh? That's you how your money is going. Anything. You don't want to do anything for yourself. And I'm just like, it's not realistic. It's not realistic. I, I don't blame you necessarily. You know, maybe your parents are to blame. I don't know who yeah, who's to blame. Yeah. yeah. What is it? What does it? Caesar said was to Summer Walker. First of all, your mother. <laughs> she should have whooped your ass. <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, but on a serious note, I feel like the way boys are coddled at home, it's not to their advantage or to their benefit when they go out into life. You know, and I think it's let like these boys work in the house. Watch our Shaviombo. Let them do things, you know. Because when they now go out there in the world, they, are li- they literally cannot sustain themselves. Every day Indomie, every day eggs. Mm-hmm. Huh? Like, not no, then now Surely. you're dying alone. Surely. That's why you have to marry. They must. Actually, yes. they can't survive. Die. They can't survive. You know, that, yeah. is, that is not a fully well-grown, all-rounded human adult. being, adult. Mm-hmm. That is, you're, you're deficient. You're missing certain things. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. You have to go back to the drawing board. And this is not to say, like Martha said before, we are not perfect. Even me, I'm growing. I have things I need to work on. I'm not perfect. But 
I can I can sustain myself. Let me tell you, yeah. You know? Me even sustain myself not because I uh, I like it, because I have to, you know. It's it's, it's literally survival for me, because if I don't, no one is going to do it for me. Let me tell you, I'm the laziest person. You can, laziest person ever. My mom is always talking about how will you manage a home, but like. <laughs> That's how I am. And you know, the way I've been socialized was we always had outside help. Um, okay, I will say that you might call it however you want it, but mm-hmm. that's how it was. So much help with the house exactly. Mm-hmm. So, me, I was like, see, someone will do it. Yeah. So, you know, so me, I am very lazy. And when I lived alone and when I was in high school, I did it because. You had to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because you're a girl, you were taught. Actually, no. When I was 19, I decided to enter the kitchen. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to be living alone when I leave the house and go to uni. So mm-hmm. let me just learn how to cook. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'll just be there eating, eating out. And uh, that's one thing I didn't want to happen. Because I saw, I used to see people go abroad and come back and they're so big. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to end up like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, be a grown-ass person. Okay. Let's wrap it, this up with the quote of public op- opinion now, yeah? Yeah, yeah so the most, um, I guess the, the biggest, biggest legal case or matter in recent weeks, weeks mm-hmm. which is the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard case. Mm-hmm. It was a defamation case in case you didn't know, because I think some people are lost. Matter has been <laughs> skewed. Have, did you yeah. get... It was not a domestic was violence case. Foundation looking like on your YouTube, like when you open it, what do you see? Every day it was there. Is it? Yeah. I think I avoid... Especially like the live thing. Sometimes I would see like videos on the commentary, but the live thing, because you know it was live every day. Yeah. That one was always on my homepage, on my YouTube. I think I, I clicked not interested once and I never saw it as again... It's crazy because, like, even people I never expected to speak about this thing were talking about it. It was, like, everywhere. I remember just seeing some. I mean, I would see it on TikTok and then just... And TikTok is a to blame for a lot of things, but this in particular. Yeah. You know, the thing is with me, I don't care what he said or she said. Mm-hmm. Because this is an abuse... It's not a defamation case, but it was about abuse, right? Yeah. And I think with a lot of these things, this abuse and sexual assault and um, what else uh, is terrible and happens in relationships, even divorce, you know, Mm -hmm. there will always be a he said and she said, Mm -hmm. okay? Uh, One side of the nini, of the, either side will try to bring the other side by bringing irrelevant things. I've even studied cases in, in school where, in uni, where a child is the one accusing an adult or whatever and the way the defendant the defendant lawyer brings you down is by or let's say not a child you're an adult accusing yeah. someone else yeah. and the way they bring you down is by digging up a lie you said mm-hmm. in school mm-hmm. when you were a baby yeah. you said a lie who hasn't lied yeah. in now an unreliable so witness now, yes. so now they've established that you're a liar mm-hmm. okay so me obviously i did not follow it to the letter yeah. you know and Honestly, okay, I'm not gonna, I feel like <laughs> oh, let me let me say Rihanna and and, and um, Chris Brown for an example I know maybe roughly the facts of yeah? yeah. So people are bringing up oh Rihanna hit him back. So now she's up. Yeah, that was such a stupid argument. Like hello, did you guys see the picture of Rihanna's face? That nigga fucked her up like completely. You know, okay. 
who cares that she tried to scratch him and fight back of course she did you know and abuse is just more than the you're hitting somebody but because in a toxic relationship things will go back and forth back and forth back and forth okay me i think personally this is the thing i saw someone say when it comes to domestic violence and domestic abuse the only good victim is a dead victim yeah God forbid. But there will always be holes. For as long as you are alive, why didn't you fight back? Mm. You fought back. Why did you fight back? Mm. There'll always be something. There is no perfect victim. So if you're waiting for a perfect victim to support a woman, you'll never support them. They'll never be perfect. What was was that footballer who was trending on Twitter and then it was of him hitting his wife? Was it his wife or girlfriend? And I could see comments like, why did she release this? Mm. She's going to ruin it. She's cloud chasing also. Yeah, why did she keep the recordings? Yeah. You're cloud chasing. Oh, the relationship has has broken down, and then now 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 you want to you want to accuse me of domestic cloud chasing, Maniga. Please show me somebody who's gotten a big payout from this thing because this thing costs legal fees. First of all, it's detrimental. Amber Heard is about to be bankrupt, bro. Like unless she appeals. You know, <laughs> let me let me just tell you right now, yeah. I don't. The thing is, some people focus too much on the past of this person, what they've done outside. I saw people bring up what she did, does with her family and blah blah blah. But me, my thing is, what happened? Like, say, there's a murder. Me, don't care if you are a thief before you were doing this before. Yeah. What happened on the night of? Mm-hmm. What happened on this particular day? Not what they do outside. I don't care if you're the biggest liar. Yeah. If you're killed, you're killed. If you think of that discrediting thing, mm-hmm. it's similar to what they do, like, you know, whenever there's those police brutality things. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, their Instagram has been pulled up. They are what? Oh, he has a charge. Oh, he did that. Did that mean they deserve to be killed? Did they deserve this? You know? I don't. I know it's not exactly similar to Amber Heard, mm-hmm. but to mm-hmm. me, it's like, when you look at someone's history and you then decide that okay, then maybe they deserved to be spoken to. Because I've seen people saying, because there were comments where um, Johnny Depp said stuff like he wanted to rape her burnt corpse or something. What did he say? Was it something like that? Like to make sure she's dead or something. Like that's a a text he sent to a friend that was in the court case. Like it was evidence, it was an exhibit. And people are like, of course he said that. He was being abused. And I'm like... Hmm? You know, I'm just trying to, like, put things together so you understand that this guy, you're not denying that this guy said these things, but you're saying it's okay because Amber Hardy is manipulative. That's her biggest crime, or what? She punched him in the nose once. He hit her, like, seven times. Okay. You know, it's, you know the battered woman case, those ones where women, they, they, they kill their husbands. Yeah. Yeah. After being hit so many times, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so now, yeah, <laughs> you know who's a bad guy. You, I mean, I always see Twitter or the internet going up for these women who are in jail because they killed their abusers. Yeah. Who was that lady who just came out the other day? And now this one is manipulative. I think this is a is a case of a very popular man using his way of. I don't know, because the, 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 the way the algorithm was set up was very suspicious. I don't understand why people were so drawn in by him and his testimony. Because to me, I'm like, Johnny Depp has not even been relevant in I don't know how many years. Like, 
Fam, the hold that Pirates of the Caribbean has on this people. It's serious. It's serious. Because people are acting like, I don't know. See how R. Kelly, what happened with him? Facts. People defended him till the end when they couldn't defend him. Fam, I'm talking about flop era. R. Kelly's songs are going up on the charts again. <laughs> TikTok is running them up again. What the hell is wrong with you people? We just had six episodes showing how this man is terrible. And now it's free R. Kelly. Come on now. Actually, like celebrities in Hollywood, those people are very sick. Like actually, a, a lot of the things that comes out of there. And I think no, the problem with this is because we'll kind we'll find ourselves following it in our own jurisprudences mm-hmm. and our own legal things. Because yeah. I saw the other day someone mentioned, uh, was it a Mashari? No, let me not say names that I'm not sure of. Mm-hmm. But there was a man who the same thing happened, and you couldn't now in that case now you can't talk about it because now it's defamation. Yeah. You can't even say their name. Yeah, it's definitely like this is something we did talk about where. Um, kind of the legal effect of this case and if the precedence is followed, because obviously other courts don't have to follow it. It's mm-hmm. not a superior court decision. Mm-hmm. But in the event that it sets precedent, this means that anytime you want to come out and speak out about your abuser publicly, all they have to say, I'm going to sue the shit out of you for defamation. Think twice about it. Will you do it? No, you've effectively been silenced. Because Most that- women will not take that risk. Even if you can afford, who, who, first of all, most of these people's victims, can they afford lawyers? Are people, Ambahal can afford lawyers worth millions of dollars. Most women who are sexual. Did you see people, people withdrew their cases yeah. after that? And I think that's actually going to be the effect. Most people will not even file. They'll be discouraged yeah. from filing, you know. So, which is the, it's just the complete opposite of what happened in Me Too. People were encouraged to come out. Now it's, it's a complete back. Now we are all going back into the dark yeah. because of this. And me, me, honestly, it comes back to I do not care about either sides of them because I feel like a lot of things are sensationalized. Same. It's not really about them. Like to us, how we're even discussing this issue, it's more so like the effect it has on other women in society. I don't really know anything about Ambahad. Americans are on crack because <laughs> why are these things being televised? Why do we have... You're watching videos, it's looking like a sitcom or something. Yeah. And why isn't that judge stepping in? And another thing, why isn't it a closed court? This is a very delicate matter. I was wondering if some of those things to me even seemed like contempt of court. So how people were behaving in there, in my opinion. Yeah, it was just a mockery. The whole thing was a joke. Yes, it was. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's unfortunate that it played out how it did. But I think, okay, for me, what I'd say is let's not become desensitized and start viewing domestic violence or issues to do. Because I think it comes up so much nowadays on the TL, whether it's Make the Stallion or this Ambahad thing. You start to watch this thing like it's a game. Ati, now people want, yeah, people like, want Ati, uh, Angela, Angela, what's her name, guy? Angela Jolie and Brad Pitt to go to court. These things Excuse are me? people's lives. Like, this is not a joke. This is not a true crime podcast. No, like, let's stop trying to treat this, let's stop treating these things like spectator sports. Think of these people like, that's your neighbor, that's your auntie, that's your uncle. Like, just bring it back into your real context and then I think maybe we'll be able to have some sense about it because the way people are moving, you people are moving like these are cartoon characters. They are not. So tweets of people backtracking. 
people really yeah ati i believe i believe team but now yeah you are dumbass because next month is in court again yeah, for assaulting yeah, somebody yeah. else he's assaulted someone yes. hmm? yeah um, do you wanna yeah. go into that thing am i wanna wrap <laughs> wrap it up <laughs> I think I'll I will save, save it for the next poll. All right then. Yeah, I think we should wrap it up. Right. Um so this has been us on feminism and its flop and era. Flop we don't know how this can be fixed like honestly cuz these days we don't have I hate to say we don't have leaders because that's not how movement should work but um people are not reading number one. You lot are not reading or it's either women are not reading or men who are not reading are expecting us to explain things to them mm-hmm. by the shout out to that lady on twitter who always makes us space and says we are not educating anybody <laughs> because we are not educating anybody everything that femin these people who you guys are familiar with these things there's nothing that you do feminism solved all these things in the 80s so whatever you're saying is not a new thing mm-hmm. You will just come back to the point that we even if you say white women ruin feminism we've spoke about that already please yeah. So go back to the texts and and I think first of all <clears throat> last of all yeah. <laughs> my parting shots because to me I think when we started what I realized is actually all of this comes down to this constant fixation on dating mm-hmm. who pays on the date who does this who does that let's rest let's rest mm-hmm. okay let's invest in ourselves <laughs> <laughs> let's look inwards <laughs> Okay, let's a lot of the things we talked about are relationships between and very cis hetero relationships. Let's stop, let's stop cheating any of our relationships. Not if you started, stop cheating things as being transactional. Let's just try and you know, interact with other humans on a normal level. Because yeah. I think all this go on picnics, manega. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Find the girl who we've said this before. Go take some pictures at Uhuru Park like your parents, you know. Yeah. Get a nice picture under a tree. We've said this before yeah. on the pod. Come on, find <laughs> the girl who is moving to your beat. Yeah, let's let's like let's avoid all this fixation on dating and making things harder than they need to be. They don't need to be as difficult as they are. And I think the way that we are treating these issues is feeding a lot of what we spoke about women regressing. Women are regressing because <laughs> Let's leave it there. <laughs> Let's leave it there. No, but like you would die. Who was that girl who said you guys act like if you're in a relationship you going to die? Y'all be weak in the knees. Stand up. Stand up. <laughs> Stand up. <laughs> no, for real. <laughs> Let's leave it there. On that note, yeah. <laughs> we'll see each other when we see each other again. This was not a millennial podcast. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>